school each Sunday night. I'd watch the practice with none of my friends. I'd turn the dial to ABC to see the creep of the week that Bobby Donald defends. But I'm out to Chronicling David E. Kelly's The Practice, episode by episode. And today's episode, we are on season two, episode 11, Hide and Seek. Speaking of hiding and seeking, I saw you last night, but you were so far away and I didn't want to elbow a thousand celebrities to get to you. Were you Were you downstairs or upstairs? Uh, we were downstairs, like uh, way house left. We were in G. Okay, yeah. So you were close by. I was in G as well. I know. Well, we we saw you, you guys had better seats. Uh, we were talking about both of us were at the Drama Desk Awards last night, uh, and uh, one of our wives performed. Yes, that would be mine. I have never and felt so performed useless. Beautifully. Oh, it was so cool. I'll take all the credit. Yeah. Um. Let me tell you my favorite experience of the whole night. Now, it was pretty awesome. I was really proud of her. You know, I I held her handbag. The works, but we beforehand, she her press agent was like, you should you got to come to this red carpet thing. And I, for sure, didn't think I had to actually be in the pictures. Oh, no, you got to be in the pictures. So they walk us through the the pictures, which is weird enough. But whatever, I just was being a cheese ball, so I can make I can make fun with it. But here's here's the best experience of what it's like to be worthless, like Keith and I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we get through the little red carpet bit, and. Um, there's like four or five people with microphones and they're doing little interviews for different websites or whatever. And they're like, they might ask you a couple questions. So of course the first person pulls my wife over, starts talking to her and I'm just literally standing three inches behind her. Right. Just standing there waiting patiently. And the press agent comes over, taps me on the shoulder, (laughs) whispers in my ear, why don't you, uh, why don't you just go wait outside? (laughs) 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 To which I replied, yeah, 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 that seems right. <laughs> but other than that, I thought it was a great night. I My favorite bit was uh, Andre DeShields, his slow walk across the stage. Oh my God, he was so funny. We, were, I was sitting like right across from him. Right. And like I watched him get up and it was, it, he was really fun to watch. Yeah, it was, it was a good night. I'm glad. Uh, I, I, Dude I'm, knows how to take stage. He sure does. He sure does. Um, something that I'd lo- we can talk about on another podcast uh, and maybe actually when we get to Emmy's season with the practice, but the whole debate rages on to this very day about the the politeness and the effectiveness of playing people off the stage with their speeches. Oh, yeah. No, that was a thing all night long. 
people love to comment on it. I'm of the school of either you just let all hell break loose and let people talk all night, or you say it's 90 seconds or two minutes and you stick to it. Yeah, no, I I, I think it's just like, I, I get it. This is your moment. You want, you have something to say and people had really important things to say sometimes. Uh, but also, if you let that become a circus, we will be there for 72 hours. Yeah, and it, it sometimes puffs me up that, not me personally, just I think me just is when people, you know, they start to get played off and then they say something along the lines of, well, you know, uh, this Go is... Go fuck yourself. Yeah, this is my moment. And I think to myself, what about the 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 scenic designer who won an award and did his 20-second speech and moved right. off? He, no, is totally. He, yeah, is I mean, his it's, time it's any less important? It's always the actors yeah. who are the biggest problems. We say that both as actors. Yeah, no, uh, I, I agree with you. I, I think there's an easy way to do it, and that is set up a camera right off, right off stage. Use speech for as long as you want. We'll post it up on the on YouTube, and you can, you know, filibuster for 40 minutes if you want. Oh, that's a good idea. I had said, I had suggested to Jen, I said, why don't we just pre-record everybody's speeches, right? And then edit them. And then whoever wins, we just play the edited version. Bing, bang, boom. <laughs> you could, but you really want to go in and like do a speech with all like faking the emotion like you just won. Yeah, I guess that would be interesting. I mean, like, you know, Angela Lansbury would have like 18 speeches in the can that he'd she'd never get for the Emmy. Well, Keith, you have won awards. So what were, I have your, indeed. What were your speeches like? Did you adhere to the time limit or did you blo- bloviate? Oh, no, I definitely did not bloviate, mainly because uh, I was speaking to a Korean audience <laughs> most of the time. Mm, yes. So, uh, yeah, you know, frankly, it's I, I don't even remember what I said. I know I said thank you in English and Korean, and that's about because it, it's, you know, everyone talks about like you're up there and you just sort of like go dumb. And there's like a TV camera like swooping over your head. And I'm like, nip, 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 nip. So I, I have no idea what I said. Uh, anyway, it was a good evening, and uh, we'll, I guess, well, that debate will rage on. We'll, we'll, you know what? Maybe we'll listen to some Emmy speeches. Should this practice ever win some? So we'll. Uh, oh, I, I like our chances. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> if only I knew someone who knew. <laughs> uh, Keith, Spoiler alert! I also want I have... to just take a hot second. Yeah. We're just going to talk. This episode's going to be what it is. So I hope you guys enjoy Keith and I. Uh, I watched so many episodes of The Next Generation last night because I couldn't sleep, and it's you watched ne- you watched Next Gen. Yeah, I, I which ones? Let's hear them. The one, well, I kind of fell asleep. So, but the one that r- sticks in my my brain the most is I can't remember her name right now, but this being is sort of a charlatan, a con artist. Oh, the devils do. <laughs> you, you nerd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and she com- she can she you know takes convinces this planet that she ha- is their savior and that she has a contract and sure, Picard sure. has to outwit her and Data is the the judge or the mediator. I just thought it was pretty. Reminded me why I love that show. Oh, it's a good episode. Yeah, no, uh, at least you weren't in like season one or two where it was garbage. And then I fell asleep and Whoopi Goldberg was in a western with Picard and I, I can't I didn't see where that went. Oh, well, that's uh, Fistful of Datas in uh, season six or seven, I forget. But uh, I don't think Picard was in that. Oh, you know what? It wasn't Fistful of Datas because uh, Picard and, and uh, wasn't in that. You were thinking Time's Arrow. 
And it wasn't a... It, oh, it was San Francisco they were in. 18-something-something San Francisco. Ah, uh, wow. Ah, man. I, I can just feel all of the ladies swooning listening to this podcast right now. Ooh. <laughs> or perhaps you can hear Tom Brady <laughs> inviting you and I to the farm. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, you know what I think it's time for? Just, I got a surprise for you. Wow, I can't wait. Filings and subpoenas. Filings and subpoenas. Filings and subpoenas. Filings and subpoenas. It's time for filings and subpoenas because yeah. somebody emailed us. We're so excited. Um, I'm hoping you pulled that email up. Did you? No. That's not uh, my job. That's your job. I know. I'm pulling it up right now, but I forgot. I wrote that. a whole. I wrote, arranged, recorded an entire <laughs> theme song, and you're like, oh, "I wish you'd pulled up the Gmail." <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Um, I I have it on my other. It's everything runs so slowly once I start at the once I start the go to meeting. So it's going to take me a second. So I know uh, it's totally gonna it's totally gonna crash it. Yeah. Well. If you would like to send us a filing or subpoena, please email us at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at outofpracticepodcast, or check out our blog, which I swear I'm going to update this week, at blogs at outofpracticepodcast.blogspot.com. How's that password going there, Dex? I forgot <laughs> it, but now I think I've remembered it. I, I feel like I I gave you a professional amount of time to get in there. So I, much time. I, I, it, I threw out the stuff. Please leave us a rating or, or review on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcast, I guess it is now. That would be super, super helpful so that uh, all of Tom's friends can come listen to us. You know what, Keith? You spent so much time on that bumper. Why don't you roll it just, just one more time? <laughs> You're a mess. Filings and subpoenas. Filings and subpoenas. Filings and subpoenas. Filings and subpoenas. Well, Keith, that is something special. So I'd like to personally thank Brad Thompson, uh, who's I'm sure that is not this person's real name. This has to be somebody we know. If not, I hope that God, it's not though. I hope it's just our listener for real out there. Well, I mean, Brad Thompson, the whose email is. The really real Tom Brady. (laughs) (laughs) Which is amazing. Uh, I hope, Brad Thompson, whoever you are, we just got such a kick out of your email this week that only says to us, better late than never. See you at the farm. And it has a picture of Brad Thompson's uh, iPhone case, which is Possibly. We don't know that it's Brad's iPhone, but it is somebody's iPhone case. Somebody's iPhone case with... Tom Brady shirtless with a New, <laughs> New England Patriots logo uh, airbrushed on his chest. It is, it is a just a treat. So that uh, is amazing. I definitely want one of those, just not Tom Brady, because I'm, I'm sorry, they're really real Tom Brady, but go Giants, you suck. But <laughs> well, no, it's amazing. Uh, uh, do you have the conspiracy theories bumper? I do indeed. Uh, here it is. We've only received one email. Uh Uh-huh. It's someone who's listened to the show at least one episode far enough to even hear us make the joke about Tom Brady. Right. 
And this person's email address is the really real Tom Brady. So my conspiracy theater, the, oh boy, conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory postulates mm. that it is indeed the really real Tom Brady who is our listener. Oh, it's definitely Tom Brady. So, Keith, we've done it. We have reached. We have confirmed that yes. Tom Brady is our listener. So, Tom, thanks for listening. Thanks for sending in the email and the picture. And once again, if you want to write. Uh, if you're another pro football player or anyone for that matter who listens to the Out of Practice podcast and wants to get the shout out, you can go ahead and write us at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com or do any of the other stuff that keeps it. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's talk about what was going on in our lives. 11, November 29th, 1997. Did you hear that? My, 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 the, my, my brain Yeah. saw the word November and said 11. Because it's oh. the 11th month. Yeah, I did. you know, it's interesting. I knew that, Keith. Did you? Mm-hmm. Wow, all right. Well, let's talk about... This Day in the Basement. November 29th, 1997. What were you up to? Well, Keith, happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, fake. Yes. 17-year-old uh, Mike and Deglio. Yeah, so, uh, you know, this was the age of my life where I actually spent Thanksgiving with my family. Uh, you know, after the... I don't really see them at Thanksgiving time much anymore as we split, you know, holidays with the in-laws and such. But how do you... Now, how do you split, typically? Uh, we base everything off of Christmas. Christmas is sort of the big one. And then uh-huh. depending on who's getting Christmas, we try to, like, spread out the other holidays. But um, you, you don't have, like, a set schedule. You sort of negotiate it every year? For Christmas, we do. For Christmas, it's always my family, her family, vacation. Oh, that's so interesting. That third Christmas, we kind of get to regain our uh, sanity and spend it with just each other. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Anyway, please continue. Yes, anyway, uh, it was, so it was, you know, Thanksgiving time, which was great. Uh, I, don't, I'm not, I don't want to go down a dark alley, but my, my dad passed away when I was 20 years old. So yeah. this, you know, was a special last couple of Thanksgivings that we got to have as a family. So I will remember it fondly. I don't remember it specifically, but I'll remember. I'll tell you what I do remember. Yeah, is that this particular Thanksgiving we used to get up early and watch the parades um, in Philadelphia. Uh, they would there's the Mummers Parade. Mummers, I know about the Mummers, which is huge. So we would always have to record on our sweet sweet VCR the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because we would watch <laughs> that afterwards. Because you had to watch the Mummers, of course. Yeah. But it's interesting because the Mummers sometimes would go all day. I mean, it would be forever. Oh, my God. Yeah, because they, they've got the parade and then they do their, like, what, what are they called? Fancies, where they do, yeah. like, the pre- big presentation thing. Look at you, buddy. The fancies. Yeah. I Look, I married a Philly girl. Oh, that's right. So this Thanksgiving, I'll remember. I'm going to play the audio because you can hear this is a live recording people took. But this is the year where the Barney balloon popped. That's the most Philadelphia thing I've ever seen, except no. for like some drunk guy shot it from a horse. No, dude, this was coming right down 34th Street in Herald Square. Oh, oh, oh in New York. Yeah, this happened. Look how, uh, I don't know if, oh, you can't see my screen. Hold on. I Let can't me. see. I, I'm, I'm still staring at shirtless Tom Brady. <laughs> well, I should, I should keep it on that. No, I'm going to do you the, I'm going to do you the solid and, uh, and share this with you. Let me see if I can do that. Um, oh, I can't believe they popped Barney. That is traumatizing i cannot for the life of me see how i uh 
I, 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 I can just believe you. Yeah, okay, well, let me, let me play you this person's reaction. You know what? It's just not going to do justice. I have to. I have to play it for you. Could you hear that, by the way? Yeah, I could hear that. Okay, let me. Uh, we don't look at us getting our tech right. I know it's so rarely happens. You know, after <laughs> I I b bitched and moaned, audience, to Keith last week about his sending me eighty hundred files, eighty hundred, eighty hundred. Uh, it actually uh, there was only two last week. So yeah, well, we're we've already had two so far in the first ten minutes. Oh, great! <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Let's see if... Uh, Hit me with the uh, deflating Barney. Let's see if this can handle it. My guess is no. Oh, shit. Look at him go! It's full on Godzilla. Ah! Oh! Man down. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, uh, I think it was Donald Trump Jr. with a huge sniper rifle. Just taking down the endangered species. Oh no, that's so sad. Okay, so the other thing I want to show you, while we're on the topic of Thanksgiving, oh my yeah. god, that's horrifying. You keeping me in suspense? Yeah, it's just loading slow. Sorry, uh, it is what it is. Okay. Oh, this is really good radio. So, you know, the big Broadway hits of each year would perform on that same parade. Sure, sure. Uh, but this particular year, I love they always announce shows as, like, big Broadway smash hits. Uh-huh. As you know, uh, even when they're not. So I thought it was funny. Are you going to dig the scene coming up? Bet you by golly, wow, you are. A new retro musical rocking Broadway with more than 40 golden oldies from the 60s and 70s. It's all there, Willard. The finger snapping, the choreography, and close harmony that has audiences shooping and doo-wopping out of the Brooks Atkinson <laughs> Theater every night. Here's a medley from Broadway's newest hit musical, Street Corner Symphony. What? <laughs> Street Corner Symphony? Wow, that's... Was a thing? That's impressive. That it, it, it's impressive that even I have never heard of that. It's the big. It's the new hit musical, Keith. Because like I occupationally track these things. I know. But Street but Corner was, Symphony. Street Corner Symphony. A 1997 smash hit. Well, Tom Brady, if you wrote Street Corner Symphony, come on the podcast. You can tell us all about <laughs> it. Anyway, so I wanted to take a little bit of a journey down Thanksgiving Lane 1997, which apparently was about as well prepared as we were. <laughs> I I wrote a song this morning. I feel like I'm super prepared. Dude, I brought my guitar. I'm going to do a live bumper when we get to my little bit. Um, well, this is we're really going for it today. This is like a serious, serious episode. Swing big, they say. Swing big. All right, well, I will do my This Day in the Basement quick, uh, but it is also a Thanksgiving tradition, and that is, it's actually uh, the day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday, which we definitely never went shopping because that sounds terrible. Horrific. But what we do do, and this is also topical today, the Bruins invented the Black Friday matinee, and so we would watch... We'd get up and watch the one o'clock Bruins game uh, every Black Friday, which was one of my family's great traditions. And uh, it was really it was really fun. So I looked it up 
And uh, unfortunately, we lost 5-2 to two at home to the Canucks. Uh, but it was a good game. There were two fights and uh, probably enjoyed that a great deal. Now, are fights stats that are tracked in Hockey Keith? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's a, there's a specific fighting penalty. So you get a five-minute major. And uh, yeah, I mean, and there's, there's like huge databases of the fights. There's HockeyFights.com, which you can see like literally every fight that's ever happened. And it's all up on Instagram like two minutes after it happens. It's, it's really wonderful. I, it, it makes me very, very sad that there's a lot less fighting now than there was back in the day. Is it fair to say that your last five-minute major was your wedding night? Oh, hey, I, you know, I have been in a hockey fight. Oh, yeah? Did you win? Well, there's no necessarily winning or losing in non-checking geriatric co-ed <laughs> hockey, <laughs> in which I started the only fight-slash-bench-clearing brawl in the history of that league. <laughs> Oh, so this wasn't even as a kid or in high school or anything. This was like no, as a no, grown this was person. As an adult. Oh, boy. I was on the same team as my father. I was like sixty at the time. No, now we need to know. Can we have the specifics? We're here. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's a it, it's a longer story than than uh, is is appropriate for here. But anyway, I, the uh, it's like I, I, it sounds so much more impressive than it was. Like if I watch the video, I'm like, oh my god, we are so slow and fat and old, like barely even been able to move the puck, but. Uh, anyway, got into it with this guy. He, uh, he hit me knee to knee. And then I, uh, earlier in the game, then I chased him back down. I said something and then he slashed me in the back of the legs. And so with like five seconds to go, I did my patented move at the time, which was, I would get the puck, then pass it directly to the opponent I was mad at. And while he was staring at his feet, wondering why I just passed him the puck, I'd charge him and knock him on his ass. Uh, which is, which is what I did. And then, uh, so he chased me all the way across the, uh, across the ice after that. Cause I skated away. I'm like, Oh, that's a problem. Isn't and that, then I think they call that a uh, sucker punch, Keith. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I, it was, it was a clean hit. It was a totally clean hit. It's a, okay. It's a uh, loophole to a sucker punch. It's hockey. That's hockey in general is a loophole to a sucker punch. Oh, cause passing, it sounds to me like you went, Hey, look over there. And then, and then knocked him over. <laughs> I said, well, yeah, I, I said, look at, look directly at me. I it was straight from the front. Wasn't from the, anyway. Okay, fair. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so he charges me and then my father like jumps off the bench. <laughs> oh, like before he even gets to me, my older brother jumps off the bench. My younger brother, who was actually like a almost professional hockey player as a goon was playing goalie, uh, came out and said, somebody fight me. Bench is cleared. <laughs> it was Oh God, it was terrifying, and uh, and and of course, like we're 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 like it's not a real fight. We're wearing full cages, <laughs> um, but I did end up punching him in the cage, and I have a scar on my hand to this day from that moment. And when I went to the penalty box with all of my equipment, and my father was already there. He looked at me. We locked eyes. He has never been more proud of me than mm -hmm. that one moment. Whew. Well, Keith, I have to say, I know that's not where you were going when you started your This Day in the Basement, but I'm glad yeah. it's where you finished. <laughs> it always seems to fit. Like, I think that's my one of my favorite stories from my entire life. So mm. there it is. Perhaps uh, beautiful, if I can get really. my mom to digitize it, I'll I'll put it up <laughs> online somewhere and you'll realize just how sad and pathetic Wait, it actually was. Wait, it's on video? Was. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the whole sequence. And of course, like, 
you're going to watch it after, you know, because I've tried to give a full picture of how lame and unimpressive this was in my story. But in your head, whatever you're imagining is so much less cool than what's actually on the video. I don't know that that's possible. It sounds pretty <laughs> cool. All right. Well, let's talk about uh, quickly what was happening in the world on this day. Aside from Barney yes. exploding. Aside from Barney exploding, well, first off, let's uh, let's listen to the number one hit. This uh, a, a harp solo. This is a harp and viola cover of "Candle on the Wind," which is still dominating the charts. You just thought you'd mix it up. <laughs> Gotta mix up. I made you sing last time, so. <laughs> So the top movie was Flubber, starring Robin Williams. Uh, Twenty-six million dollars came in. The uh, Burlington Free Press was appropriately uh, battalions of shoppers charge uh, Black Friday, which in Vermont is much more polite than all this riot footage you're used to seeing on Black Friday. But lots of people did that. So that's what was going on in. You, I can see you just like feeling this uh, harp and viola solo. Could you correct me if I'm wrong, Keith? Flubber yes. was the story of scientist Robin Williams creating an anthropomorphized slime. Yeah, that sort of like uh, you bounced and stuff. It's a remake of a uh, of a movie from like the '50s with what's his nuts, the crazy guy, did the, the Jerry, uh, concentration. Jerry, Jerry Lewis. Yes, Jerry Lewis, who like for me will always be the guy who shot. A uh, uh, concentration camp clown movie that never got released that he has like in a vault somewhere that he will never show anyone. Robin Williams did a, that same movie though, didn't he? Uh oh, sort of. No, you, you're thinking of uh, Life Is Beautiful. Yes, which wasn't Robin Williams, but was sort of the Italian Robin Williams. Sort of, yes. Yeah. Anyway, we have taken a good digression. So I think it's about time to finally talk about the damn episode, shall yes, we? Yes, let's do that. All right. So we are talking about Season 2, Episode 11, entitled Hide and Seek. It was written by series creator David E. Kelly and directed by Steve Miner, who is already a veteran of the show. He directed Dog Bite. Ah. If you remember, Jimmy's uh, first case win. Well, it's apropos because we just saw jimmy's big episode last week so uh we are we're tying it all together aren't we we're tying it all in together and speaking of tying it together here's our commercial that you're so excited to hear god damn that's a good commercial it gets funnier every time because you think it's over but then it's not over and then you're talking over me it's almost like we had didn't plan anything about it but in reality <laughs> we decided to put like their broke ass fucked up commercial which was the same as the one we were doing before just worse uh -huh. and we're like no we're gonna commit to the worst version of the commercial oh i can't wait to spend that two dollars um <laughs> okay so uh anything else we want to talk about the episode before i predict what i think is going to happen in it oh no i think it's time for what does mike think oh we're getting a live performance guys uh what do we usually do in g I don't know. What does Mike think's gonna happen? Hey. Fantastic. Thanks, That man. came out pretty good. Yeah, I just, I just made that up. So. 
It, it's our first live music on the show. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think we're doing, we do our best work, like exhausted and slightly hungover from award shows. Yep. Uh, although it seems to me like we've been recording for quite a while, so we should probably watch this television show. What do I think is going to happen, though? Yes. Uh, I, th- I fear a regression because uh, David's writing again. Wow. <laughs> wow. Writing solo is what I meant. I, I don't mean that to be as... Uh... I mean, uh, <laughs> take that, all the listeners. Uh, take that, Tom Brady, our listener who actually loves the show, like I do, and series creator David E. Well, Kelly. it's called Hide and Seek. It's not giving me much... Um, and the picture on IMDb only shows Eugene and someone I can't make out. So, and he's in a holding cell. So, my only guess is that Eugene is going to take center stage in this episode, and that's uh, that's a pretty wild swing I'm taking. Well, <clears throat> crazy, crazy. Let's do it. Uh, I do see that there's no previously on once again this week. No, uh, <laughs> no, it's boring. Uh, oh, damn. Live on the scene. We got a SWAT team situation. Stakes are high to begin. Yes, we've, we're on location in South Central LA. I mean, Boston. Don't need the helmet. He's shooting you in the chest, but not the head? He's not going to shoot me. Why is that? Professional courtesy? I don't have to do this. I'm not advising you to do it. The guy is nuts. My money will be carrying you out. My money you're carrying him Eugene out. and SWAT gear is my new in. favorite thing of all time. I need an action figure. Gordon, your attorney is on his way in. Gordon? It's a witch hunt, Eugene. A witch hunt! Yes. Uh-oh. Well, oh, he went into Gordon. Trump's office. Give it up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's an old woman tied up. got an old lady duct taped to a, a chair. She cries. She plays the victim. She is a victim. You, you broke into her home and took her hostage. Now, they chased me in here. They did this. I'd like to let this I think it's go. time for... Trump quoting gunman. Guy who was given some unfortunate costuming. <laughs> Here we are. We are watching Titus Welliver. Uh, very well-known actor. He's now headlining his own show called Bosch. Uh, he did many episodes of The Good Wife, Sons of Anarchy. He played uh, the, the guy... Uh, forget what this character's name was on Lost, but it was well-known. He was also on Deadwood. And don't worry, he was on Star Trek Voyager on the two-parter Equinox. Unnecessary Star Trek reference. He's a, he's a really terrific actor. I'm always excited to see him. Keith, take a look at this uh, still that we've got on the screen here. It's just an example yeah. of weird set dressing and not overthinking it. That where the chair is placed in relation to where the television is is completely impractical. No, totally. And the and the the television is basically like in the hallway, <laughs> right, going towards the bathroom. No, it- <laughs> you have to push the television out of the way to get to the bathroom. Yeah, no, that that is some strange. Set. Although it does appear to be on wheels, so it's possible he pulled it out of the way. But in his rage, I don't see a cord. Yeah, it's and you know. Duct taping grandma to the chair. Not necessarily effectively. At least it's not labeled <laughs> set dressing. It is at least Easy. not labeled set dressing. Easy, listen. Now, I've helped you before. Let me help you now. You can't help me. 
I'm gonna die. They'll either shoot me here or I'll turn up hanging in my cell. Prepare it's suicide? They'll get me. Can't change it. You got the cards here, Gordon. You're the only one who knows where those children are. The police can't shoot you. They need you. Because you got the kids. <laughs> that poor lady. But I don't, Eugene. God has them now. Oh, no. Oh, Titus always plays the nicest guys. Here with God. Her in the arms of his loving joy. It's never easy, is it, Eugene? No. But I'm in. This is exciting. Well, the stakes are high. That's the thing. My, my issue with the plot device of the hostage situation is that there are so few avenues to an end. And so they get very repeating. Right. Right. Well, and that's and and thus is the question: Is this just the setup, or are we going to spend the episode with the hostage? Oh, well, I hope somebody helps Which that I, old lady. I know out. the answer to. Dude, television shows don't have this long of an intro anymore. I mean, it, it'd be surprising if they had an intro at all anymore. Yeah. thing we got to do is survive that only happens by us walking out hmm. Amherst, we're in a crane Look, we'll walk yeah. out that down. poor lady you when she read me? the script she's like nice so i'm just gonna be tied to a chair the whole episode no handcuffs this is they have to cuff this is gonna be my uh <laughs> they'll even push her imdb debut now keith question that we yeah. need to it's yes. important can yes. an old lady's eye acting nominate her for best guest actress oh absolutely wait we haven't even done <laughs> We pull, play the blank. Uh, who's that bumper? Okay, here it is. Old lady who might be the where's the beef lady tied to a chair. <laughs> it doesn't matter. She's not going to be on the screen for the next ten seconds. Oh, okay. Or she's only going to be on the screen for the next. Oh 10 shit! Seconds. Spoiler alert. But you won't get hurt if you don't resist. Okay. She's given it. Let's do this. But she's still eligible. Put the gun down on the floor. Her name is Selma Stern. Keith, you can't tell me they paid for all those extras to come out to, to stage this hostage scene, and they're just going to use it for the intro? Yep. Wow. Flipped it. Just drop to your knees, Gordon, nice and slow. I love a little red herring. There it is. Another crane shot. Hey! Senator Patanki's assault trial. I'd like you to second chair. That trial started yesterday. I saw it on the news. Yeah. All goes according to plan. It'll be over by Thursday. You won't have to do a damn thing. Dylan needs a haircut. But uh, I haven't been having a great week, Bobby. And I could... Well, all of a sudden, his hair grew three inches. Between you and me? Of course. Well, lately, I... I forget things. No, no, it's embarrassing to have to ask you to do this, but, well, I'm a little nervous about going solo. Have you been to a doctor? 
Yes, it's not Alzheimer's or anything like that. No, it's just an old memory, they say, that's acting its age. That's all, and with all this media hype, I... Well, I'd like some backup. I think it's time for... I know that forgetful from somewhere! We all know this forgetful lawyer from somewhere. That's Brooks, is man. James who? Brooks. From Shawshank. Yeah. Yes, this James Whitmore, who everybody in the world knows from Shawshank Redemption. And uh, he has been performing since 1949, his first TV credit. Like the very early days of television. He was in the Kiss Me Kate movie in 1953. He did Rawhide. He did a whole bunch of like uh, sci-fi movies like Them in 1954. But we will always know him as the old guy from Shawshank. Get busy living. I'm sorry. I just need to get a file. What file? Hi. Hi. Mr. Oz. Yeah. I'm Lindsay Dole. Well, Lindsay. I saw you walk by. Bobby mm-hmm. told me he worked with you once. In fact, he's told me all about you. I mean, not that he had to. You're a legend at Harvard. I'm sure you know that. Of course, Lindsay would be a super Harvard. fan. That's uh, a good character you beat. Know, young lady, Harvard is fine if you want to do appellate work. But if you want to be a litigator, I'll take BU lawyers any day in the week. Yeah, you see, they're fighters. They're scrappers. They, well, they're hungry. Yeah, except for he just pointed to Bobby and said BU lawyer, but we already know he's not from BU because we looked at his diploma. I'm going to be the assault trial. The state senator? I thought that trial already started. Well, I'm jumping in, so we need to switch the Tamarack deposition. Can I come Brett too? Con. I can switch my schedule around. It'd be an honor just to be at your table. Can I? Also, wait, pause it there. I'm gonna, I need you to determine right now, or actually it's probably not fair right now, but is this a season, uh, an episode filmed this season? Or one of the remnants from season one that they didn't air. Well, Bobby's hair tells me a little bit of the story. Plus, Lindsay's weird vest. And weird hair, dude. The children were seen with you. If that turns out to be their blood in your car, you're a goner, Gordon. In my opinion, it's time to play nice. Please don't talk to me like I'm a three-year-old. I don't play nice with a three-year-old, Eugene. That's why I'm here, remember? So don't talk to me like a child. I'm talking to you, lawyer to client. I'm smoking a cigarette and I'm a fucking dirtbag. What do I get out of it? Yeah. What's the deal? The reduced to manslaughter, reckless endangerment? Single life sentence, parole would be a possibility. Life, you're cutting a deal to get me life. You're looking at double life, no parole. Double life? Cop to life. You're going to cop to telling the police where you buried those boys. You said God has those kids. That tells me you believe in God. You got to be afraid of what the Almighty has in store for you. He's vengeful. Let's not forget that. Those little boys got parents. I got to say, Eugene is ballsy in front of this murderer. Right? Well, he he is Eugene's It's the principle of the thing. I want to enforce the contract. What sort of uh, public appearance was this? It was the opening of a salon. It's not a big case, Mr. Baluti. What? You're... You're Jane Elaine. I said that. Jane Elaine. You're Lila. From the Marooned. Oh, that was a long time ago. Are you play cool, right? Jimmy. Uh, fine. <laughs> Just... Um, it was my favorite TV show ever. I, I watched it every day. I, I, I still watch it in reruns. You're... Okay, it's time for... Who's there? 
man, I blew it. I was gonna <laughs> forget it, man. I, I, you know, I, I just keep throwing it up, and you keep alley pooping it. I always use those moments where you go to play a song to check to make sure I'm still recording, and then it's really thrown off my comedic prowess. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is a good one for you specifically. Okay. I need you to you definitely recognize this actress and you need to tell me what she's from all right well let me uh play it out so i can see her face again there it is okay you have you definitely mike and daglio have seen her do some very important work many times i'm sure now you i mean you got to help me out a little more Okay, all right. Well, it's uh, she plays a character on one of your favorite, in, in some of one of your favorite characters' movies. One of my favorite characters' movies. I mean... <laughs> we have a literal cat fight going on behind you. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I wish we could, I wish this wasn't an audio podcast. Hey! Hey! Cool it, you two. We've got something happening over here. Get out of here. Oh, do they hate the guitar? Um, Damn. My fi- one of my favorite characters? Yes. Rocky? A uh, close. Also heroic. Uh, oh, man. Superman? Yes. Oh, it's Lex Luthor's uh, lady friend. It's Eve Tessemacher. In the Superman films, yes. that's Valerie Perrine. Miss Tessmacher. Miss Tessmacher. Yeah. There it is. So she was also in uh, Slaughterhouse-Five, but frankly, like, the Superman yeah. movies are all we really need to know. They really haven't made a great one lately, but Gene Hackman will always be the best Lex Luthor. Clearly. My real name is Jane. Why? Uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> okay, um... Jimmy, get your shit together, oh, man. let's talk about the case. Yeah. For someone who's made a career on the First Amendment, this would be a departure. <laughs> this isn't about freedom of the press. That photographer Look at is that outfit. no journalist. Me, but do you plan to take a hard line? Wish on the I could pull off a hat like that, like an yes, old man hat I'm in be the forties. Gentle with the victim, my client. What's that in your eye? Excuse me. Aha! Uh-huh. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in for a treat, aren't I? You have no idea. Were you on the senator's property? I certainly was not. I was on the sidewalk, a public way, for the entire extent of taking them photos. And at some point after Mr. Patanki asked you to stop? Well, he sent his wife inside, and she took the baby with her, and then he approached me. And what oh, happened in case then, we couldn't sir? tell, he, he can't understand the, the accent. He gave us the oh, old bending of I the ear. I expose the film, and I tried to get it back. Excuse me, could I ask the witness to speak a little louder? I realize it might be my 82-year-old ears, but from where I'm sitting, he sounds like a weasel. <laughs> Objection! What? Oh, oh, there's a man who's... Okay, it's time for... Weaselly paparazzi who got his ass kicked by state senator! Guy who's Irish? <laughs> that is Jeremy Ratchford, uh, who you would know from Leatherheads, but... Really, he was a regular character on Cold Case huh. and did 156 episodes of that show. Mr. Oz. Thank you, Your Honor. What happened when you tried to retrieve the camera, Mr. Gibbons? 
We wrestled slightly. After that, he pushed me to the ground, and then he kicked me in the head. <laughs> I put my hand in my face, my nose was broke, and he kicked me again. After that point, I lost consciousness, and next thing I know, I'm waking up in a hospital bed. Growing this ridiculous haircut. Do you remember going to Senator Pataki so uninvited on this Sunday afternoon? Yeah. And if your memory serves you correct... Keith, I had a flat top in the 90s. Did you really? It wasn't a long time. I, I was 93 to 94, I had a flat top. I have had the same hair since 1991. After like I I like I gave up the spiked up, and then just committed to my like middle part nerd <laughs> for the rest of my life. You know I do. I'm just happy I still have I hair. I do love Directly, a guy who your commit. Yeah, here you there. Photographs of Senator Patanke, his new bride. Huge fan is back. And their child. That's right. For what purpose? Of course. Interestingly. You know, we've noticed in season two that huge fan and little fan on top of the mini fridge have disappeared. Ah, but, but in season one, they were there. Yeah, whoa, another another very sharp observation. We just figured out Blue's Clues because we're very smart. Is this a piece <laughs> for the New York Times or the Washington Post? Look, he's a state senator. She's a beautiful model. People want to know. People want to see. You were planning to sell those photos to a scandal magazine for which you were to be paid between ten and $20,000. Isn't that true? So, meanwhile, Givens. like, I think well, it's I a TV show trope that state counsel. senators matter in the public. <laughs> no, you, you perform a And, like, I'm a political service. nerd, After but all, like, I don't even know news. who my state senator is. The senator shouldn't expect to play with his child. Let alone paparazzi following them. Privacy of his own yard. I don't know if because I've ever been within news. 20 feet Objection of paparazzi. Speech. speech. <laughs> if Leonard Council they see me and go the other way. He'd know that was no Clearly. speech. <laughs> what I do know is this is not the Raymond Dodge show here. It could be if you'd stop interrupting, young fella. Let's just address the witness, Council. The witness? Yes. The, uh -oh. the witness. Was that the I just forgot something sound effect we're using? Oh, that, that's what that's what I hear when I forget something. A, a giant timpani? <laughs> right. Like a synth timpani. Oh, left hand. The jury noticed it. Well, that's not the jury. That's his wife. We're going to find that out later. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you know, when a witness takes the stand... Oh, we know her. He puts many things into evidence. We sure do. Should we and do it? Let's do it. Old guy's wife. Hmm. I forgot. <laughs> you forgot the sound. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is Bonnie Bartlett, who is a multiple Emmy Award winning actress for Saint Elsewhere. Uh, she was also on Home Improvement, Boy Meets World, and Little House on the Prairie. If Bonnie Bartlett married Bartlett Cher, <laughs> he'd be Bartlett Bartlett. That's right. That's a little Drama Desk Awards inside joke. His credibility and his demeanor, and I think Thanks, they're Michael just Urey. as important as his testimony. I certainly do, and therefore I'm going to beg the court's indulgence for a second 
Before I ask the witness my next question, I'm going to ask the jury to observe him. For 30 seconds, I want you to measure him. And I think you'll be surprised at what you can see. Come on. 30 that seconds, Your Honor, that's all I ask. Why is he wearing that scarf? I'll give you 20. Look cool. It's coming. Is this it coming back? <clears throat> He's still forgetting. That's, that's the sound. Bobby, who is he? Who the hell is he? The photographer who took the pictures. Gibbons. All right. All right, Mr. Gibbons. I'll let you and me talk, shall we? We'll go with it. Let's talk a little bit about journalistic integrity. Shall we? So that's not going well. What's that? (laughs) That's not going well. So where exactly in Boston are we looking here? In the Los Angeles aqueduct? <laughs> but Keith, They're the- digging a hole under a bridge uh, with our good friend Titus, who has told them where the bodies are. The police cars clearly say Boston police. They sure do. They Stickers are cheap. Location is not. He said both kids were together. Yep. Yes, They're looking in the hole. Oh boy. Oh, they're full. They didn't even. Oh, they showed the kid coming out of the hole? Yeah, which I. I mean. So they're like, they're pulling out dead children out of a hole in front of their parents, which. I don't think is necessary. And showing a little guys. girl on like, a gurney. Roll the objections bumper. Yeah, I. Uh, here, yeah. Objection! Objection! There will be an appeal. Objection! No appeal. Appeal denied. That's just. Appeal denied. That's just crude. Yeah, there's, there's just absolutely no reason. To show that. Everything we needed to know, we knew from the cop nodding back at them. And those kids, I mean, they don't say anything, so they're they're probably non-union extras. I imagine they barely made a penny for that. Or they could have been dummies as well. But but yeah, it's just like we don't we don't need to see the dead kid. That's just not a thing we need to see. Oh man. That guy's been smoking the same cigarette for 23 minutes. He's like standing there all cocky. He seems really lovely. What, why is Eugene that Eugene, he's is Eugene, that he's disgusted there? I guess. Yes. We've got genocide going on in Rwanda, and we've got the Kurdish factions routing each other every day. And of course, the news corporations give us updates, don't they? He can still strut on both sides of the door. Joanne, these these Bobby's hair is out of control. This could, this must have been early in the filming. Come and go. It seems that yeah. fine, but when they hit. Because he had that for the pilot, but the then production it value is, got is definitely less than it has been recently tell. too. Well, only because he 
clenched his hands. a lot of the location stuff, though. Most of the time, that's the only way I can tell he makes these fists. Joanne. Keith, I also got to say it. Yeah. Dylan's a little skinnier here. Had a slight stroke <laughs> about a year ago. Well, he was younger. The CAT scan showed something on the memory part of the brain. Everything else, he's okay. In Madonna's abdomen. And then, of course, they videotaped Look at those Hall boom mics. <laughs> right? Over who's gonna release Which we also remember from season one. We the outrageously the giant boom tomorrow. mics. How could they just renege like that? We had a deal. Gordon, the coroner says the kids were sodomized. The oh, DA's Christ, office isn't too concerned about reneging. What kind of lawyer are you? We're going Jesus. into court. We'll try to enforce the agreement. And then Next time, I don't tell. That's the message here. Don't tell. So just to recap, 15 minutes in here, because I need it. Yeah. yeah. Our three cases. Bobby is sitting second chair with a flamboyant lawyer who's forgetful now. Yes. Uh, do the details of that case, are they? do the specifics matter? Uh, not not really okay. we've got no. we've got eugene with sodomizing child murderer yes who is pissed because he his deal has been revoked and eugene is navigating the waters of helping his client and being disgusted by his client yes and the third case is that we've seen nothing of is uh uh our boy berlucci bertolini <laughs> bertolani <laughs> Uh, Jimmy with uh, the actress from Superman. Yes. The fake ginger from Gilligan's Island. The thing is, the salon closed. And the guy is kind of judgment-proof, so uh, suing him wouldn't make much sense. But he's got this other uh, venture capital thing going down, and uh, he's willing to give you stock options, supposedly uh, worth double. All right. Good. Fine. Okay. I mean, he How got an proceed? Emmy Award-winning oh, episode. Uh, we'll wait out this last week, and, and this meantime, week he's back to uh, bumbling. We'll yeah. Flustered, flirty. Mister Baluti, it's 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 okay. What's okay? Well, I know I was some sort of sexual icon to teenage boys back then. You don't have to apologize. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Fine. You know. Growing up, there's only three women that I, you, Ginger, and Mary Jesus. Ann. Dude, can you oh, not harass women okay. for like five minutes, Jimmy? Let's talk about the case. Yeah, how about I that? I put myself in public <laughs> life, and I expect to be dogged Just for fun. But when I'm at home, am I expected Fan. to sacrifice my entire private Fan. life? Are my children fair game? Senator Pataki, do you really think it's reasonable to hold the new... When was George Pataki? Governor yeah. of uh, New York. I think he was governor at this time. Uh, but actually, while we're stopped, we should do... George Pataki! If George Pataki married someone with the last name Teriyaki... ...idea up... To the standards he would be of either George Pataki or George Teriyaki. Hold on, you have to let me do the person now. <laughs> yeah, Ken Howard, the actor uh, that you would know from Michael Clayton Rambo, seventeen seventy six, and he was also Hank Hooper on Thirty Rock, which is what I know him from. Hoop, very, 
Decency. Objection. That's argumentative. Sustained. Objection. Sustained. Mr. Oz, please. Oh, sorry, Your Honor. He really is a little stinker, isn't he? Objection. <laughs> Sustained. Hey. Sorry, Your Honor. Oh, sound effect. <clears throat> oh, and the fist. Keith, your homework is to sample that sound for us so that we can use it every time one of us forgets something or needs to stall. It would literally just be an hour and a half of that sound effect. Please, um, proceed, sir. Well, I didn't attack him. We got into a wrestling match. I was trying to get his camera and it turned into a fight. He swung, I swung. And it was a fight he was willing to participate in until the moment he lost. What were you really trying to win, sir? I think I was trying to win my right to privacy. If we want our best people to come forward and give themselves to public service, and I believe we do, then how can we continue to let a mercenary press brutalize their individual freedoms and the individual rights of their families? For greed? For profit? You didn't know who he was, Raymond. It's nonsense. I was watching you. When you looked over at both tables, you saw the empty chair next to yours, and you quickly figured out the guy in the witness chair must be your own client. It was a very efficient direct. <clears throat> I got everything I needed. But you didn't know your own client. <laughs> Has you this know, been details. going on since the stroke? Joanne told me. At least we know he had a stroke. That would be it would at least explain memory. the left hand thing. Long term memory is fine, and I know the reason. Possibly, Possibly although I don't know if that's with opposing counsel. Feels more like a TV and symptom than a stroke symptom. Focus. Well, isn't isn't it like cut out all the paralysis on your left side is a sign of stroke? Of course, it's right. But he doesn't have paralysis. He just has a tell for when he has when he forgets something. Remen, maybe he has a stroke. <laughs> Look, a, a stroker poker tell. When either of you see me commit That's a stroke of genius. malpractice, or if you see me lose a case Boo. that I should have for won, both of us. then I want you to tell me to pack it in. I really do. But that's not going to happen. <laughs> tell him, Lisa. Lindsay. <laughs> we should go to the judge. Tell him, Lisa. And say what? To everyone in that room, he's doing great. I mean, he's pretty much For just like you. You don't know any of the characters' names either. Gets who witnesses are his own clients. Let's just wait and see. Wait for what? Bobby, you love this man, but remember, we're co-counsel on this case. Senator Patanki is our client too. Did they explain why yeah, Bobby and him go way back? His interest to take Raymond off. I think he's everybody winning. on the show Even goes so, way back with somebody. Of everybody on the show. Opinion, you tell me, Bobby banged that old guy. Bobby has bagged everyone. That's he why he's old friends with literally everyone on the planet. Unless you try to dick grab him, and then he's out. He's not interested. We're not right. going to the judge. Not yet. This is not about the nature of the crime. It's about a representation made by a district attorney to a defense lawyer. An offer extended, then accepted it's by the, the return of our double butt judge. judge. No meeting of the minds. In accordance with our express agreement. My client directed him to the bodies. He willingly revealed incriminating evidence 
in exchange for parole being included. No meeting of the minds, Parole. Judge. We knew that the defendant had killed the children. We did not know that After they were his sodomized. Oh, yeah, double butt. My client has a previous record of molestation. They certainly knew. We did not know. All right, I've heard enough. Defense motion is denied. I mean, I get it. You're a judge with a lot on his plate, but comb your goddamn hair. <laughs> I'm holding... Neither one of us have combed our hair for this podcast. I'm not a judge. <laughs> I'm holding this judge in contempt. Fair enough. Due to popular demand, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to say screw the normal yeah, procedure so. this time, judge. Whoa, dude. Watch yourself. Motion denied. See you. Peace. Well, he's giving it his all. So what now? We got grounds for appeal. Hey, Gene, doesn't matter that I did them after they were dead. Gross. <coughs> no. What's grosser, really? <laughs> I bet it does to them. <gasps> Whoa! Eugene just gave him the old Keith hockey trick. <laughs> he totally did. We did a new song. It goes Eugene like this. Is beating the shit out of him. How far oh, can you? Oh, how far can you go before Bobby fires you? <laughs> you got Jimmy sexually Apparently harassing everyone. You, you got Eugene beating the shit out of people in court. In court, his own his own client. You got Eleanor and uh, uh, Lindsay. Lindsay. No, uh, not Lindsay. Uh, yeah. What's her? Eleanor. Eleanor and Lindsay. Oh yeah. In her uh, office drama. <laughs> Well, the office drama, fuck that. They were the ones who uh, withheld ev speaking with a juror. Oh, right. <laughs> and you got uh, Rebecca D. Cricket, who hasn't showed up for work in like a month. <laughs> That's totally true. <laughs> Helen Gamble grabbing dicks. Right. You know what? At least Eugene won the fight. If you're going to do it. Oh, I feel like Eugene would win most fights. This is one of my favorite things in uh, on stage and on screen is when you set a scene of, of people holding each other back, but they're all holding each other back. Right. Which is like a quadruple <laughs> negative. Like if they're somebody, they're all holding each other. One of them should be advancing. No. It's just a big hug. Yeah, it's just a big hug. Now Eugene's in jail. Okay, but so stop, stop right there. Eugene has been in jail long enough to decorate the jail cell. There are pictures taped to the wall behind him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's hysterical. Uh, dear Tom Brady, if you're listening, take a second to yeah. pause the episode and Google uh, 1970s uh, zoot suit, or excuse me, 1950s or 1940s zoot suit. Now, get that picture. Oh. That is exactly what Bobby, da uh, Bobby Darren, forget it. Let's Bob. just stop. <laughs> Bobby McDonald. His name is Bobby McDonald's. <laughs> That's what Bobby McDonald's is wearing. Did I say 1970s zoot suit? Ay, ay, ay. Oh, you're a mess. Actually, look up Warren Beatty as uh, Dick Tracy. That's what he's dressed like. Oh, he's totally Dick Tracying. Yeah. Hey. Another sign it was an early episode because his suits were enormous. Can we read the wall? No. I don't. Not in. Uh, <laughs> Not in standard definition. It looks like a giant picture of Rita Hayworth. I think it is. Well, I mean, it makes sense because it was the Rita Hayworth poster in Shawshank. Eugene. Just leaving a little Easter egg there, Keith. 
Yeah. I don't even remember. No, I think it's like it's from the circus. Yeah, it's There's people. Like it's five six people, people on, a, on top of a, a unicycle on a bike yeah. on a unicycle. Because like I, I always keep that in my wallet so that in case I get arrested, I can feel like I'm at home by taping it to the wall of my holding cell. I think of all people, Eugene would be the guy who has a a, a picture of six circus performers on a unicycle. <laughs> on a unicycle, really adds some- just ready to go with tape, mind you. Hold on, should I snap that? I should. <laughs> you should. Like, it's a holding cell. All of a sudden, I was on top of him. <laughs> and there are pictures behind and Bobby, I don't too. Even remember what happened. I just want to, want to keep okay. the uh, arrested people broken nose, comfortable. But, uh, yeah, why not? They'll live. Great. It was self defense. We're not filing. You can go, Eugene. Self defense? It's my call. Bobby. Truth is, I think it was on some psychological level. He can go. I'd like to stay. Interesting. I'd like to stay for a bit. I think you'll feel better if, if, um, if I took you home. I said I'd like to stay. Keith, I think you're absolutely right in that this is Absolutely, was... I'm on my way. Oh, he yeah, won't come Eleanor's here. I'm going down there. I'm going with you. Oh, and Rebecca's here, oh, too. Rebecca, thanks for coming in today. Accept that. You can't treat her like this. We're talking about Lila. I'm just practicing. See, that was a character beat they tried with Jimmy in the first season. I think they were trying to have a through line with him always practicing, but... Uh, right, right. Uh, they dropped it for season two, but we're back in season one, clearly. Definitely. This isn't a referendum on tabloid journalism. And I'm not up here cloaking myself in the American flag, trumpeting the First Amendment. No, this is about an act of violence. All right, if you get a closing, you get a... I know that lawyer from somewhere! That is Jack Blessing, who uh, you would know from MASH, Moonlighting, The George Lopez Show, and don't worry, he was on Deep Space Nine in the classic episode, Trials and Tribulations. Uh, here we go. Unnecessary Star Trek reference. He got a closing. I, I figured it was time he got one. If Jack Blessing married oh. Deborah Messing, would he be Jack Blessing Messing? Violence. The defendant Ooh. attacked a man. He but repeatedly kicked him. Brooks is falling asleep. He fractured his skull. He nearly killed him. And what? We're supposed to forgive this because he's a state senator. He gets to be above the law now. He almost killed a man. Of course he has to go to jail. Jail? Jail is a very serious thing, isn't it? You should know, Brooks. We take away a man's life, don't we, when we put a man in jail? That's true. We've got to think very hard before we take away a man's freedom. So you got to feed crows, maggots? The facts in this case, ladies and gentlemen. The facts. The facts that. Oh, here's an interesting piece of trivia about him in that movie. This good man maintains so, uh, or loses his god. You had the liberty. scene where he feeds crows, the grubs, right? Because of the uh, 
of the rules about uh, animal cruelty, they had to get a bunch of grubs and wait for some of them to die of natural causes before he could feed them to the crows. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I told you it was interesting. Right in the middle of his clothes. He's lost. No. No. You know the facts. You know the facts. You know the facts. There's only one thing that remains now. One single thing remains in this trial. And that is you. The jury. Your wisdom. And your compassion. That's all that remains. You know, there's an old, old... Ancient. His tale. eyebrows are legendary. Of a small town where Truly. a very like wise mine. old man, and there was a young boy. You ever had your eyebrows done in any fashion, Keith? To show that that old man wasn't really. I don't even know what that would entail. A pluck or a like threading trimmed, or a cut at the barber After or anything. All, and the young boy had a plan I can say pretty firmly no. The old man. His plan was to capture a small bird and take but the bird I'm not a guy who got an agent because I had a lot of body hair, so... Say, what do oh, my I God, I forgot that. <laughs> I'd expect the old man to guess correctly, hey, but can't even say you're not did, looking out. the young boy would then say, is it dead or alive, old man? <laughs> oh, I got a hairy friend. Said, it's alive. That was a shitty... Oh, we should tell and that story. At least uh, you got me an A-plus agent out of it. To be dead. However, if the old man said... Speaking of being sexually harassed... He would simply open his palms and allow the bird to fly away. So oh, he seriously. The bird. And he brought it to the old man and he said, old man, what do I have in my hands? Some sort of a fable about a bird is being told. He said, about a bird, a bird that we've talked over. Yeah. So, you know, get onto your man. Hulu, get on your Amazon. It's a generic fable. A reliable old man. And the old man looked at him a long moment. And he finally said, the bird <laughs> is in your hands. Uh, I think it's time for our newest segment, Keith. Yeah, hear it. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> well, how could you tell? Because we gapped over it. <laughs> you have Ladies to listen to fables. <laughs> this good man's life. Fan. Is in your hands. Out of focus, fan. Nine thousand plus interest by the end of business. Wow! I made them realize what they were dealing with. Jimmy the Grunt. Lila. Oh yeah. Jimmy the Grunt. You know. I'm sorry, <laughs> Wait, so that okay. is a. I, I know this because of. Wow, this is really interesting. I is it, I know Keith? this is because I've seen the rest of the series. Jimmy the Grunt is going to be a plot point later, which we haven't actually seen. So this was not only like shown in the wrong season, but this was show this was clearly filmed after they did the Jimmy the Grunt episode. So she's referencing something that hasn't happened yet. So you're saying that it's We have a time space continuum issue going so on right now. We need a conspiracy theory to figure this all out, but Oh, all right. Yeah. No, absolutely. This is the ex- exactly conspiracy theory. Is it Okay, so 
my theory is, and I, I don't think it's a theory. I think I just know it to be a fact that this thing was filmed and shown so far out of order that this is an episode from season one aired before another episode from season one that still hasn't aired yet in season two, which references something. We have a space time continuum issue. We've got a with this show. We've got a Back to the Future practice mashup scenario. We really do. Hmm. Jim- We're all over the place. The Jimmy the Grunt conspiracy. Conspiracy? Hey, um, I'm used to conspiracy. it. I get it all the time. I wish I didn't, but do you? Aren't Don't. you proud of who you are? Oh, I thought he was going to ask her out. Well, who I am has nothing to do with one character I played who happened to wear tight dresses that excited teenage boys. You know, I've played a lot of roles. I come from the theater. My self-esteem has nothing to do with one insipid little sitcom. You sound like you regret doing it. <laughs> Why would I regret it? Twenty years later, I get to walk down the street and have grown men call me Lila. Yeah. Yeah, I'm aware. I just well, did it for uh, days. You can pick up your money tomorrow. Great. Thanks, Jim. That's a fast payout. Don't do it. Don't do it. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. Good job, Jimmy. Woo. Hey. How about a game of cribbage? Oh, God. Yeah, we have board games under the bench here because it's a really comfortable jail cell. It's also huge. Well, it's supposed to have multiple people in it. It's just like a holding cell. He's just Eugene in a jail cell. A string of putting guilty scumbag. <laughs> you realize that no one else was there last night? I know. <laughs> I put this particular oh. one back out there. Two little boys and a dad because I got this guy time served on a prior conviction. Eugene, and, uh, don't go there. <laughs> No, don't go there. Stay back where it's safe. Stay tucked inside your nice little jingle. Defense lawyers do their jobs. Uh, we're players in the system. We're necessary pieces to the process of justice. Two little boys are dead. A four-year-old boy and his five-year-old brother were murdered and raped by a man who was out there because I played my part. I played my part, I played my part. Well, I can't play my damn part anymore. All right, Eugene. Need to sip some. Need some water. You're dead. They're dead. So you can stamp your form and sign your paper. Because frankly, I don't give a damn. From Shawshank, right? Yeah, that's what Red says before they actually parole him. Oh, right, right, right. There's one thing I know. Is it? You are a good man. There's nothing I'm more sure of than that. And that I'm not going to get a lot of playtime in season two. What the legal system needs most right now is lawyers who are good men. You gotta come out of this cell, man. Thanks, Rebecca D. Cricket. Yeah, I gotta come out. Oh, 
Oh boy, I'm a real boy now. I think that was Mickey Mouse doing Jimmy Cricket. It really was. That was pretty impressive. Jiminy, Jiminy, Jiminy. Are you out of your mind? You forgot the facts of the case. It was a very effective closing. <laughs> Didn't you see the faces on those jurors? That was Jerry Spencer's closing, one of his old standards. What are you talking about? This jury never heard it before. And Jerry's a friend of mine, he'd be tickled. Did you see when I made the gesture of releasing the bird? One of the jurors actually watched it fly away. Did you catch that, Lucy? Lindsay. Joanne, <laughs> could, could you give us just one second, please? Oh, of course. I don't have any more lines anyway, so yes, I'll wait outside. Right. I can't. Let's look at Bobby's bookshelf. We have a statue yeah. of a bird? Uh, an, Looks like a statue it. of an elephant. Uh huh. And some aerosol spray. Aerosol cans, yeah. Stay quiet. I have the ability to cover. This is a criminal case. I have the presence to know when my memory's failing. Now I've got a hundred tricks to compensate. Stakes are too high. I'm gonna win this, Bobby. You might, but if you don't. I just want to get this on record with the judge to protect the client. Wait it doesn't. A Wait a minute. You go to the judge and you tell him that I've forgotten the facts in this case. He has no alternative but to go to the bar. And I'm finished, Bobby. Bobby. I'm tired, dude. I may not be what I once was. You're 82. But I can still get the job done. Well, I get it. I don't ever want to retire. I don't even have a job yet. <laughs> I don't think so. I always thought of you as a son. Oh, guilt trip incoming. Then listen to your son. <laughs> You can't say he doesn't give it his all in everything he does, though. What do you, uh, what the, what the hell do you want me to do? You want me to go home and stare at the plaques on my wall? I am a trial lawyer, and that's what I do. And the day I stop doing it will be the day that I die. You know, work a tear up? Work a tear, bitch. You sit in that courtroom every day. You watch me. And when the time comes, I'm sure that you'll tell me. Won't you? Well, of course I will, Ray. I will. Yeah, be it's going a to see tough Judge position Lawrence. to be in. I get it. I'm sorry, Ray. I'm not done yet. You, you might be done. What was his latest credit, Joanne. Keith, when you were IMDBing him? You said you didn't want him to get hurt. I think he's I'll doing fine. I mean, this was 20 he's years ago. okay. <sighs> yep. He worked all the way up until 2007. He did an episode of CSI. Uh, he died coming. in 2009. It can happen in private or it can happen in front of the cameras. He is only...
you know, in his illustrious career, I think there's only one award he truly wanted that he hasn't won yet. And we could What's and that? we could write that wrong today, Keith. Oh, it's <laughs> I'm going to listen to That's you. true. He's a two-time uh, Oscar nominee. That's he didn't want those. You have to tell him. It was first one in 1950. What are our awards called? Best guest actor. Oh, the, the out of pra- the oopsies. The out of practice. Oh, the oopsies. Perfect. The oopsies. Yeah. <laughs> he really just wants an oopsie. What do you mean he's incompetent? I think Ray's winning. The reason he gave the Jerry Spence bird in the hand closing was because he forgot the facts. And that timeout he took for the jury. Oh, we've never come up with the oopsies before. I don't know. Well, we, you'd never ask the question. <laughs> measure the demeanor of the witness. That was so he could ask me who the witness was. I think what Bobby's trying to say is that I have forgotten more than most lawyers ever know. And to that, I say he's right. Turning phrases isn't going to do it. United States versus Roberts. That was me. Kendall versus Cooper. U.S. Supreme Court, 1972. Me. I am not denying your legacy. Look, Mr. Horowitz, do you have anything to say here? If I understand this correctly, I'm being whipped by a man who should be deemed incompetent. (laughs) (laughs) I must say, I don't know what Attorney Donald's motive would be to make these allegations if... But on the other hand, I've been the judge on this trial. I haven't seen anything that remotely looks like incompetence. There is your answer. But it's not the question. We should talk about... That judge adjudicating over our old man's career is Earl Billings, uh, who you would know from Walker, Texas Rangers. Heat Ranger singular. He did eight episodes of What's Happening. He was and he was in Admiral Henry on the Next Generation episode, The Drumhead, which was the same episode as Bruce French, the lawyer from the previous episode. Uh, really good episode, Drumhead. Unnecessary Star Trek reference. Okay. Keith. Yes. I have a question for you. I have an answer. Um, uh, my question is this. Now, we're in season one, so... Well, forget what season we're in. We know that the, this firm, Bobby Donald's firm, has uh, a history of, uh, let's just say, working outside the box. Yes? Okay. Fair. Fair. Wouldn't it be a double bet, a sure thing almost, to withhold this information? Yep, because we're already at closing, right? Right. And wait to see if they win. Should they win? Awesome. Should they lose, is this not great grounds for appeal for his client? Yes, I totally see the logic there. I think what they said was uh, that they wanted to get this in before the jury came out as a to have a better case for appeal. Uh, because if the judge knows about it, as opposed to like, we made it up after, the, after it was over. Oh, so the judge doesn't have to throw the case out. He just has to submit him to the bar. Uh, well, the the judge is sort of adjudicating whether or not he's competent yet, but it, it is within the judge's discretion to say that the trial was was legit. You have more cat fighting behind you. It is a full on battle royale back <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's really funny. I'm trying to I'm trying to judge that with my mute button, and also uh, <laughs> participate in this in this uh, discussion. 
faces now. We, we said no guests. <laughs> if you go out now, you go out with the reputation you deserve. Keith, that's my advice to you. You show me a man who quits while he's <laughs> Go out with the reputation I deserve. <laughs> I know I've turned two is, is it time for me to pack it in already? What's my no, name? No, I think you got one great work left uh, in you still. What's my name? God, I hope so. Hold on, while I'm predicting the future, I think I'm in it. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, how about that? Thanks for the help, buddy. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, I got you an agent because you're hairy. Yeah, the least you can do is write me a show. Name, Ray. <laughs> hey, Tom, come on. I've been practicing law for 56 years. What is this woman's name? Is this what it comes down to? 56 years of practice? Comes down to whether I can remember a young woman's name? Yes, it does. Yeah, no nonsense. All right, then. Lindsay Dole, Harvard class of 1994, single, constitutional scholar. Only trial to date, she took on and defeated the tobacco industry, and I won't mention the little suspension she got for talking to a juror. Okay, so we knew that bit. It's after that well, arc, but before the next arc. Looks like I win again. Well, we, we didn't hear the... Uh... Oh, oh, yes, yes. yes. Timeline-wise. Joanne. Joanne. Oh, shit. He brought his wife in to lay down the hammer. It's time. Jen's going to tell you it's time to pack it's it in. It's time to quit. She said that to me after the second podcast episode aired, Keith. <laughs> well, Jillian would tell me that, but she hasn't listened to any of them. But you're getting worse. It was right after the ginge comment. She was like, I think that's it. I think you've done. That's I think it. You've, I think you've, I think you've peak crested. You've accomplished what you were going to accomplish here. <laughs> you've gone as far as your uh, comedic wit will take you. It was that stroke, sweetheart. More and more you're forgetting. Darling, you're going to be hurt. I really think it's time. You got her to do this. This is unfair surprise. I want him sanctioned. I don't think the judge has the authority to, to sanction him. I can still win a case by just walking into the courtroom. I'm Raymond Oz. I'm Raymond Oz, for God's sake. Raymond. Wonderful. As far as I'm concerned, there's been no apparent malpractice by you doing this trial. Since the jury is in deliberation, my feelings is that we should just let them return their verdict. After which, I think you should retire. Proudly and gracefully. Do this, and this meeting never took place. If you don't, I'll have no choice but to go to the bar. I'm sure none of us wants that. I'm willing. Oh, single tier. That's a very reasonable judge. That's a very natural way two people would stand, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just sort of like catty cross bodies. Yeah. Willing. They're both acting the shit out of this, though. Well, they're two very Made experienced, successful, award-winning actors. What about your third? Well, one day's work. I 
There's no need for this scene. This well, this case has already it. been closed, so something's about to happen. Couldn't stick you for the yeah. whole contingency. But you're a lawyer. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Look, uh, I know I said stuff already I shouldn't have, but... Don't do it. Could I say just one more thing? No. Sure. I kind of got the impression that you're not too proud of how... I don't know, being known as a sex object or something. And I yeah, okay, so this. like, pause it right there. Jimmy, you realize what you're talking about. You're saying, I, as a teenager, rubbed it out to you a gazillion times, and now I don't understand why that makes you uncomfortable. But... That's what he's saying! But even though I know it makes you uncomfortable, I feel like we should talk about it some more. <laughs> But why does me jerking off to you a thousand times in the basement, like, you know, why does that make you uncomfortable? Oh, you, you women are so weird. So weird. I do. I mean, you have a Google alert. You pray that people are jerking off to you. I mean, I don't, why do you think but I'm you doing a podcast? Know, you were more than that. At least to me. Oh, play the Star Trek bumper one last time! Me. <laughs> oh, <What>? no! <laughs> That's the worst moment of the podcast so far. When I was 22, what the girls saw in me wasn't something they were looking for. Not that you need to hear this, but... You're right. She does not need to hear this. Prom, I listened to music at home with no. headphones. I turned out the lights. No. And I just pretended I was dancing with you. Uh-huh, dancing. Who were wearing that white dress. And we danced. Uh -huh. We danced so slow, but then faster. Guys like me, and there's and a lot of them. A little faster. We're never going to get the girl of our dreams. Never going to come close. So, the This wonderful memory, brought to you by Jurgen's Hand Cream. Jurgen's <laughs> Hand Cream. For dreaming of dancing. Dream itself becomes kind of important. To turn on the TV or go to a movie and pretend the girl is somebody you might be with. That's as good as it gets. I had a great time at my prom, so you should be proud. You were there for guys like me. Thank you. Thank you. Don't do it. Like... <laughs> Don't do it. Would you like to dance with me now? What? Just one dance. You don't got to do that. I should let you know I wasn't talking about dancing in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, dance was a euphemism. <laughs> uh... Do you still want to dance? One of the problems in putting a human face on God. Uh, so we're going right from there to a priest at a funeral. Yes. For we the kids. to attach human traits, human reason to his ways. This is where Keith and I will stop any sort of joking or sexual discussion. We'll see. That can be a losing proposition. I could say that we should feel enriched and blessed for having known little Timothy and Richard. But it's difficult to feel rich when you've been so robbed to feel blessed in the wake of such evil. I could stand here and tell you to keep your faith, but I'd be at a loss to tell you how. So I thought... Instead of standing here, throwing out hollow words, 
maybe we should all just stand here. Okay, if you're going to be this good of an actor, you get the bumper. You do, and I'm I'm literally like looking him up right now because he's done tremendous work, and I don't I don't know if he's credited. What? I'm I'm looking through. He is uncredited in this episode. He's not on IMDb. I object. I object too because he's he's fantastic. Okay, well, um, well, we don't really have a lot of recourse. <laughs> yeah, we need to, I don't know, think I can, we need to write a letter. I can reverse image search him? I, That's a good close Like they do on Catfish? <laughs> like I have access to the appropriate um, <laughs> software. I did play a white hat hacker on television on MTV's Find My Lost Love, Keith. Oh, that's right. You totally did. Are we going to get some footage from that? Can we put that on the social media? I'd love to see. I've never seen oh, it. Oh, man. I literally filmed one episode because they just would, they would FaceTime me in. And so I literally, so it would look like it. And one time I, I, I forgot all about it and I did the damn thing in my underwear. But from the top up, I wore a shirt. So you didn't know that I was uh, in my underwear. It was, it was weird and creepy. Good. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe I haven't seen this. Well, all right. Post it on social media this week. And then, and then we should do an audio clip at the end of this episode. I'll see if I can find any of it. Single tear by Eugene. Everybody gets a single tear by the end. Oh. The Everyone's giving it. The jury has his verdict. We do. What say you? In the Commonwealth versus Frank Patanke on one count of aggravated assault. We find the defendant, Frank Patanke, not guilty. Still won a case. Still won the case. Well, young fella, it's too bad somebody has to lose, but the truth is you weren't really very good. <laughs> I can appreciate that. <laughs> well, Bobby, I did it. I pulled us through. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. A man wants to wait. Wow, we don't usually get a licensed song for the outro. No, we don't. Oh, now Jimmy's dancing. Jimmy's dancing with Ginger, which I, I guess is well, sweet. Your final bit of evidence. There it is. All of the boxes everywhere. Yeah, it's all back. They definitely cleaned up the office after the first. They got all that money in the first season. They sure did. So uh, that was the the final proof of our conspiracy theory. This is a season one episode. Dance. Actually, this would have been a great episode in the first season. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of weird that there's such a cute ending for Jimmy, because this is really kind of a cute scene for him, but it has such creepy elements. Well, 
now everybody's buddies and buddies with Eugene. Like Eugene's all happy now. Back in LA. You can fly And the uh, Raymond Dawes is holding court. Jimmy is holding court. I mean, to be fair, I. Can you imagine me giving that speech to Terry Hatcher? Right? Because, like, let's face it, I had a very similar experience to Jimmy. You know, I didn't. I, I was not Captain Ladies at the time, and I spent more time alone than not. But what was it like, Terry Hatcher? You know, uh, on my prom night, I rubbed it out to you while watching Lois and Clark. Will you dance with me? <laughs> I, uh. Luckily, it's it's not a human being that I have that experience with. What, what was it, Black Beauty? <laughs> oh my god, I didn't expect you to say that. I shouldn't have laughed. <laughs> no, it was Ariel. I had this big beach towel of Ariel. <laughs> oh, the beach towel got a little stiffer every time? So I would lay with it. Oh no. Man. I can't believe that. that's where we're going to end this episode. So you can call me Rubburn from now on. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> well, we've broken the damn wide open. <laughs> and a very sad final shot of can a, can a Disney the old guy sitting in a... <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but you can certainly meet to the cartoon. give his kids... Speaking of cartoons, remember Jessica Rabbit? Oh, sure. Well, there we are. There we are. Well, okay, so that was a very eventful episode. So much happening. Hide and seek. So much happening. Well, now it is time to decide the very, very important question of who is the So, interesting question. Who is the most valuable lawyer here? Have you seen him? Have um, you seen him before? Oh, sorry. Have you seen him on the... Wait, sorry. what are we listening to? Sorry, I, I was looking for a clip of, uh, of Whitehead. Of Hacker. Ariel? <laughs> I'm just going to need a minute, if that's okay. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, okay. Most valuable lawyer. I have a, I'm of a few minds of this. Okay, let's hear them. Either, I think there's a strong case that can be made for winning a case whilst remembering all of the facts of the case. <laughs> fair, fair. Uh, you've got Bobby doing the right thing, and you've got Eugene. I think, I think our guest star is the most valuable lawyer. Yeah, I think. Like, I think we can send out Raymond Oz with a uh, with a very important award. He might get a few. So- yeah, I mean, there's there's a chance. Yeah, I I think that's fair because like, you know, sure Jimmy won, but we didn't even know what his thing was. Uh, Eugene maybe not such a great lawyer for beating up his client in court. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, all right, congratulations, the fictional character of Raymond Oz. You have won your first most valuable lawyer, and if you've retired, hopefully it will be your last. Mm, good call. Yeah. So uh, I think related, it's time to. Guess. Already famous cause you've been on TV Getting a paycheck First entry on your IMDB Way, Way to go. go You're the best guest actor You won't 
Okay. I think we have to hand out a, a, a posthumous oopsie. A posthumous oopsie. Yeah, I mean, and I'm sure it will be uh, right up there with his Oscar nominations and Emmy Awards and Golden Globes and such. Uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I, I think Titus did a really good job, but it really he he was just there to be disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Whitmore as Raymond Oz. I I think we're unanimous on this is the best guest actor. So uh, two oopsies for you. Uh, now, James Whitmore. Keith, since we discussed it at the top of the show, and it's, this seems to be a perfect way to uh, to revisit it and make it seem like we did it on purpose. Right. Um, since you have admittedly won some awards and you know exactly how to give a great speech. Yes. Um, since Raymond's not here with us today to accept his award, I'd like you to accept on his behalf. You have oh, I would be, 15 I would be seconds, so honored. 15 seconds okay. starting now. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, let me tell you, it is such a great honor to be receiving this. What is this? Uh, this a is an Oopsie Award. A, a, a what? An Oopsie what, what, Award. What, 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 what medium is this? I don't even understand. What, what is this? Uh, you're running out of time, sir. Uh, would you, uh, it is a podcast award. A podcast is a what now? A, a podcast. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm being played out. Being played uh, yeah, well, thank, ladies thanks. and gentlemen, for his okay, first Oopsie. Hey, you know, and uh, Darfur. <laughs> Did you say Darfur? <laughs> yeah, I had to get something in political. Uh, okay, yeah, good, good, good job. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> Darfur. Hey, look, they're not all winners. Yeah, you're right. They sure aren't. <laughs> oh god it keeps right. playing stop playing things sorry turn off your computer stop google boobing the little mermaid <laughs> i think google boob is a term we coined in our last podcast i think we did yeah i've been using it for all these years it's, oh, it's truly uh, appropriate to our situation can we all right let's let's get to the the meat here you killed your podiatrist or blew the case But you let a single tear run down your face You're the best actor on the show Okay, so in our main cast, who do you think the best actor is, Dex? Uh, I think, once again, Eugene and uh, Bobby both gave really solid uh, performances this week um eugene got to really explore the depths of his rage as well as his empathy as did bobby uh but eugene is the one who cried the most and so uh by my that is the that is what the song says yeah and by my very rigid (laughs) adherence to the rules that's gonna (laughs) break break the tie for me and i'm gonna give it to uh man he just keeps winning the Steve Harris, yeah, Steve, Steve Harris keeps winning. Oh, dude's a great actor, and this is a great part. So, yeah, no, agreed. I don't think Bobby did very much. Uh, I mean, uh, Michael Badaluccio was like, you know, cute and nice, and most of the other people were sort of there. So, congratulations uh, to Steve Harris for another excellent single tier. That's two single tiers in three weeks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Although they were probably shot a year and a half apart. Yeah, that's uh, true. but. Seriously, uh, well done. Congratulations on your oopsie. And uh, it's now time to decide 
Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many spare tires this episode gets. Now, are we judging it as a season one episode, or do we judge it as where it sits now, where we sit now in the canon? I think if this is what it shows up on the Hulu, and it is on IMDb as a season two episode, you have to judge it as a season two episode. This is how it was broadcast. Because uh, I think it's one of the better season one episodes. Yes. Um, <sighs> I thought... Once it felt a little crammed. I liked the yeah. I liked the switcheroo at the top. I, I liked that that case sort of ended up not being This is an interesting episode because none of the cases were really about the cases. This was more of a character study of our this right. of our, How our are they lawyers. gonna respond to these things? Yeah. I think it's a six point five to a seven in season two. You gotta pick one. How Six point well, five to a seven doesn't work well in the spreadsheet. Well, I'm gonna say six point five, even though that point five might be because I just didn't pay close enough attention this week. Because <laughs> I was having too much fun recording this podcast with you, Keith. But uh, I think uh, is a great season one episode, a mediocre season two episode. Six point five is my spare tire ranking. Yeah, fair enough. I actually, I, I my critical thoughts are especially with both of the a stories the uh you know bobby's story with uh oz i thought that played out as a complete story Mm -hmm. i think we got the whole arc of that we might have almost hit it a little too hard some of those conversations that you know with him and his wife and with the judge got a little repetitive so we were saying a lot of the same things a lot a lot of times um and i thought eugene's story it really got shunted to be a B story, even though I think it was, frankly, uh, deserving of a full A story there. Um, so I, I do kind of wish that we'd we'd explored that more fully. But that said, all three stories were different. Mm-hmm. All three stories were interesting, and uh, and it was all very well performed and 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 done. So. You know, I, it, it does lose a little bit because I feel like there were some missed opportunities there, but I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. So I'm going to give it seven spare tires. So we come in around six and three quarters tires on INDB. It got a 7.2. So we rank it a little lower than the IMDB. Although I haven't seen much fluctuation in the IMDBs. They all sit around seven, seven and a half. Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I think that's, I think that's fair. I mean, that's, it's a yeah. good show. Yeah. Um, I will say one thing, they threw a lot of money at this episode. It's interesting they didn't use it because they had a ton of exterior shots, a lot of courtroom shots, a lot of extras. Uh, we had a licensed song, which I don't think, I, I think this marks the first appearance of a licensed song. I think it might be, yeah. So I'm, I'm curious as to, I, I, we'll never get it, <laughs> but I'm curious as to what the sort of uh, process was in releasing these first two seasons because it seems to have been a little janky. It was super janky. I don't know. I wonder if that was the network. It had to be the network because there's no way David E. Kelly would have been okay with fucking with the order. You know who might know? Not in service. Oh, that's not me. I thought for sure I showed up on that phone call, but no. But that's the... (laughs) That's... that. (laughs) Oh, man. So you just showed us a clip of the show you were on, but you weren't in it. Yes, that is that is accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I do 
you spent all that time queuing it up and you're like yeah. I could see you showed it to me so I didn't roll the outro. You're like, okay, here we go. I've got this all locked and loaded. Here comes me uh, on the two no. It was originally aired on FYI channel, then BB uh then MTV UK bought it, which is why I've only seen three of the ten episodes because I can't get BBC or I can't get British MTV. Oh. It's very bizarre. But anyway, it's called Find My First Love. It's time to invest in a VPN, my friend. I have one. I might have to do that. Oh. Bounce yourself to London. Go yeah, well, see yourself on the TV. Mm, and know. get us a clip that's actually of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Keith, that aside, it seems to have brought us to another conclusion to another episode of the Out of Practice Podcast, which you can be a part of by writing to us at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com or visiting us online, all social media at Out of Practice Podcast or outofpracticepodcast.blogspot.com. Check us out. We're really fun, you know, and we're we're so lonely. Like, if you send us anything, we're going to read it on the air. It's true. Good, bad, or ugly. If you are and, an you know, anthropomorphized beach towel, or perhaps some flubber. I, I think uh, there's enough flubber on your beach towel. It might have, uh, it might walk out of the sea of its own accord. Yeah. Oh. You might be a dad. You and- <laughs> there's a little merman out there with bushy <laughs> eyebrows. Very- very sad, sad, hairy child looking for a dad. But at least we got an agent for you. <laughs> All right, well, I, we promised to tell that story. Yeah. Maybe next episode. The names will be, With, uh, I don't know if we can. Can we legally tell that? Don't you have a restraining order? <laughs> Do not. Uh, well, we will definitely leave the names out. Oh, but I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you with this tease. That agent was also a bail bonds woman. It was Dog the Bounty Hunter. laser sounds my friend laser sounds what is wisdom of one wisdom of one is the story of me the brave and powerful hero skank ross seven and counting wisdom of one there's like all these crazy adventures that we go on it always has something new This podcast has many, many personality disorders in evidence. See if you can spot them all. The one telling the story is shockingly repressed. Yet another Dungeons and Dragons comedy podcast. Interrupted by long stretches of grunting from Dagon and pointless NPC nonsense you should skip through. Sometimes it's just more fun than real life, I guess. So find us on your podcatcher of choice. Give us a listen, rate, and review us. We need your help there for sure. Wisdom of one. Failure is a way of life. Charisma of 20 bucks.